Hello, old friends. And welcome to Tea Water Talks. Tonight, we're chatting with Rachel from Stanley Barker Books. I could turn myself into a cat. So, um, hi, Rachel. Thank, thank you for, for, for being here. I mean, this is really, uh, it's wonderful. It's, uh, it's kind of funny because, you know, obviously this is a very digital experience right now and you are creating incredibly analog things, like just, uh, yeah. which is really, yeah. really wonderful. You, you, make these, uh, you make these objects. And the, the reason I'm here is because I have, I have a few of them here and I, I, I love them. I love, uh, I love what, you, what you're creating. And, this, uh, um, and there's sort of these, these incredible objects in this very digital world. You, you create yeah. something that, um, you know, it takes a lot of effort to create, but then I will never have to turn on a light again in order to see this book. So, yeah. so they're very, so environmentally, they're very benign, benign objects. And I think that's really what we can love about books. And then you, you also, you make, you specialize in photo books, I think. Is that? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, you're right. I think it's, it's become kind of everything's become so kind of digital hasn't it I think even more so since kind of COVID and mm. a, a lot of people being kind of in lockdown and kind of having these kind of zoom um, talks and things like that like all our events have gone online um, so I think for us it's kind of you know in a way it, it's really highlighted the importance of photo books and I think you know we found kind of even more kind of enthusiasm and kind of like excitement from our customers and kind of people that collect our books um, we've kind of found that you know they're coming to us kind of more than ever I guess because they're kind of I guess people are looking for something away from this digital mm. experience that they're probably having all day every day um for work or talks and things like that so i think it's nice to kind of like have some time away from that with a book and something tactile that you can feel and experience on your own yeah we we had we had a conversation with uh with greg fanel last time and uh he actually mentioned you directly as well you know your 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 publishing house um and we were we were talking this about you know how much photography is not experienced on screens and we just you know scroll through these little little devices. I mean, even if we think they're big, they're, they're actually very really small. And we look at these yeah. tiny little pictures and we're hoping to like stop the thumb and then finding the same picture again is just almost impossible. And having a book, you just at least know where this physical thing is and yeah. then go into it and then there it is. And hopefully, you know, if it's printed on the right paper, it's going to stay this way for a while. And then yeah. you can just experience it again and again. And yeah. they smell nice too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the whole experience of it, yeah. So, so how did you get to this? How did how did you when did you decide to do this? And how how did it all happen? What's your, what is this? What's the, what's the story behind this? You yeah, it's quite a kind of um, I guess it wasn't there wasn't like one moment where we Gregory and I we run Sandy Barker together. Um, there wasn't like a moment where we were like, yeah, this is what we're doing. We're kind of we're we're going to start a publishing company. I think it happened kind of slightly more gradually um we basically we both studied photography um in London um separately to each other and then we both happened to kind of um get a job working for a print on demand um company called blurb they're basically a company where you can kind of upload your own photographs and design your own photo book and a lot of people use them as kind of a way to make dummy photo books of books that they want to send to publishers and things like that. So we were both working for this company. We met 
each other and we became kind of really great friends and you know we'd kind of every lunch break or every break that we'd have we'd both be kind of away in the corner of the office kind of chatting about photo books just being like total geeks um to the point where I think our boss sort of looked at us and said you two are just like Beavis and Butthead because we were both kind of like there like laughing and kind of talking about different photographers and things and out of that friendship we eventually we ended up getting married and having a child but along the way we ended up kind of also being like hey let's like publish a photo but we could do this more as a kind of like you know we could do this it'd be really fun that'd be like a really great thing to do um not let's do this as a business model um so we sort of went into it with that enthusiasm of just like we love photo books and photography and let's make a book and sort of see what happens um and I think we were really lucky because we uh, the first book that we picked to publish was by a photographer called Todd Papa George um and it was a book of his studio 54 images of kind of like the nightclub um and we'd seen them kind of on display in Paris Photo and we talked to each other about the fact that this would make a great book. Um, and then we approached Todd and I guess it was a really strange situation because we didn't really have anything to kind of show him to say like, hey, like, you know, we want to publish your work, but we've got all these fantastic books that we've already done with other photographers. We just had nothing to kind of back up that we were really good at, at what we did. Um, but between us, we did have quite a lot of experience that we built up over the years. Um, at that time, I, I was working for Leica, the camera brand. Um, I was their sort of head of marketing and PR. And Greg um, had worked for quite a long time for a photography magazine. So he was their editor. So we both kind of had like experience that when you brought it together, we knew we could do something really good um, and really special. And luckily, Todd believed in us as well um, and for some reason said yes uh, so we ended up publishing this studio 54 book with him which was our first book and I think it kind of was such a great start because there was no build-up we just came right out with you know a book by a fantastic photographer and it was really popular and I think from there we were able to really kind of leverage uh, get kind of more photographers of the same kind of um, credibility really and work with people like Bill Henson and Larry Fink and kind of move on to working with Stephen Shaw and kind of other photographers um, and I think that kind of that helped a lot just going still straight straight in in there with Todd Papa George um, so yeah that's kind of like in a nutshell how it started and I guess like over the years after that we kind of refined what we did we started kind of looking at it more seriously I guess like in not losing the original enthusiasm that we had that's still there we always want to keep that sort of joy and kind of I guess naivety and kind of just approaching things from pure love of photography um but yeah we still we do now look at the kind of business side of things and running it as a, as a business wow incredible how, how long have you been doing this now so um, I should probably um, so not that long actually yeah about I think about six years um so it's been yeah it's not that long which I think it's about the same time as tea and water isn't yeah. it yeah, yeah. yeah. that's something right Just, <laughs> yeah <laughs> amazing so um so how many how many books have you published or is it or, is this, or does it vary like uh, or, or yeah I, I 
Actually, that's really, that's really a good question, but I'm not sure actually how many books we've published in total. But yeah, we generally aim to do at the moment, we're publishing kind of about 12 to 15 titles a year now. Um, and previous years kind of fluctuated when we started obviously we were publishing a lot less and then we've been able to sort of grow it now to the point where we're both that's all all we do all day is um publish books so we're able to do more um yeah we still try and keep it quite small though I guess when people think about publishers they might be thinking about kind of larger publishers like Thames and Hudson or Fiden who are publishing kind of like hundreds of books but for us, I think it's important not to kind of publish too many books and to be able to kind of keep um, a handle on each book. So each book we want each book to be an object. Each book needs to be kind of completely original and beautiful and kind of have all the bespoke elements that we add to it. So we're always kind of looking at things like bespoke typeface, um, all the design elements, and it have to be, you know, they have to make the book a, an object in its own right. Um, so I think for us, we don't ever want to publish too many books because I, th I think it would become quite difficult for us to do that. Um, so we want it to be each book to be special, I think. Also, I mean, people are really crazy about your books. I mean, I know I am. So just, it's a, so you probably so you don't have to have a, a giant warehouse where they're just you know, being collecting dust. You have people who just grab them out of your hands and then you have to like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're lucky. And I think that's often the photographers we work with, you know, they have kind of such um, huge sort of fan bases and collectors that are buying their books that when we release a book, it'll often sell out in kind of, you know, a week or sometimes less, which is crazy, really. So people are kind of like really excited about these books that are coming out. And I think that's that's fantastic. Yeah, it's really, I mean, it, it just shows that you, you you know what you're doing and it's a testament to you. Uh, to this incredible, the the name is uh, it's it's neither of yours name, no, is it? Standard? Yeah, it's um, so it's Gregory. Gregory is Gregory Barker, um, oh. and then obviously when I met Greg, I was Rachel Stanley. Um, okay. So we took my surname and Greg's surname and put it together. Um, but often it's quite strange because um, when we sort of over, I guess over the last six years, we haven't done a lot where we've kind of shown our faces. We're quite kind of like, we just sort of squirrel ourselves away and just kind of make the books. We don't really kind of do that many talks and things like that. Um, so I think a lot of people get confused and think that the that it's run by someone called Stanley Barker. So a lot of them will receive emails saying like, dear Stanley, um, trying to talk to a, talk to someone called Stanley. Maybe so, the yeah, when they it filters out the people who don't do their research. I think that's a, maybe that's a, Yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. When they see us, I think they're really confused. They're like, who are you? <laughs> You're uh, not him. But but you, you still love it. I mean, how, how do you arrive? I mean, how do you arrive at it? I know I've lifted this thing so many times now but in the, in the pre-conversation. How, 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 how do you, how do you get from, from an idea to this? I mean, it's just like, a, I mean, I could. Yeah. Kind of, Anke Koenig, I think, design, was the designer on this. And we've also did a talk with him before. So, so. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's sort of like a, a back and forth stage. So we'll sort of, we'll agree, we'll, we'll approach a photographer or they'll approach us and we'll agree to work with them. And like with Christopher, it's, it's a relationship now where we've worked with him several times and we're still working with him. Um, and with this book, I think this was one of the first books we published with him. It was really a case of kind of saying to him, kind of, you know, what work do you have that you might be interested in working with us on? 
and this sort of project came about and we thought yeah this this will be perfect this would be a really beautiful book um so it's kind of like finding that work to begin with which like a lot of photographers have work kind of you know in their archive or they might have work that they haven't really thought about publishing yet so it's kind of like getting that information out of that person um and then from there it's kind of thinking about the design aspects of it and we work with a design team that we've worked with kind of on all of our books um they're called the entente um but they also run a typeface um foundry called the called colophon foundry so they do all of our kind of like um bespoke typefaces on all of our books um and they also sort of help us with the kind of um, the design of how, how how all of our books look um, so it'll, it's really like a hugely collaborative process between us our design designers and the photographer themselves as well so we'll all kind of like put ideas in and it'll go sort of back and forth back and forth until we kind of reach a point where everyone's kind of happy with how it's looking and how it should be but the design is all the design references are always taken from the pictures themselves so we'll really try and kind of like look at the work inside the book and think well how can we kind of use things from the photography to really kind of like lead the design of it um so thinking about kind of um different elements so with a book we did a book with a photographer called Jeffrey Silverthorne um called Morgue so we looked at how we could kind of use like shiny silver um stock paper on the front of the book to kind of reference like the steel in the morgue and also the, we, the book was singer sewn down the spine so you could kind of really see the stitching and that reference the stitching that you can see in some of the images which are quite graphic um so it's really looking at kind of those elements and then thinking well how can I bring that into the book to really give the viewer kind of like a sense of how it should be um I think that's really important and that's one thing that we try to do with all of our books um, is really get across those little kind of subtle references um, that kind of explain what 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 we want you to kind of feel or experience when you're looking through the work. Um, it's fascinating because we we are we are still in the era where um, digital companies are telling us that you know that there's the interactive world and then there is the analog world. And I would say that books are incredibly interactive objects and that, you know, there, there is what you describe. I mean, there's, there is this entire journey that you not only has this object arrived in our hands after a long journey, but it in itself, the experience of the book, especially a photo. Yeah. Is very yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening recently to a, um, I was listening to Malcolm Gladwell's podcast about what is it? It's his book called Blink. Um, and it talks a lot in it about kind of um, like adapted unconscious. Um, and I found it really interesting. And I was kind of thinking, oh, actually, that's sort of what I guess in a way it's sort of what we do. It, it, he was talking about companies like big kind of like drinks companies and brands that use kind of subtle kind of design techniques to make you experience a drink in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about the fact that I think it was seven up they put more kind of like lemon and green into their like design of their of the drinks can and then their consumers tried it and were like oh it's way too the products what tastes way too lemony now I really don't like it and they hadn't actually changed the product 
it was just how you were perceiving it from kind of like seeing these colors was making your brain think like lemon they've, they've added lemon to it and I think that's kind of in a way what we're trying to do with the books is thinking about you know how can you kind of use a certain type base or how can you use a certain texture of a cloth or a certain size of a book or something or little kind of subtle references that when you kind of are looking through it you might not even really know that your brain is kind of like taking them in but it's but it will give you kind of a sense of how people want you to experience the work and how what the work is about and give you a sort of feeling I think and I I guess that's kind of what we're trying to do and what's really important in the work that we do do. It's I mean it's 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 an incredible responsibility I you know I've I've done a a good amount of design work obviously in my in my time and I you know one of the struggles is is the idea of reproduction right because you have obviously we're now used to seeing images on screen which is a backlit image yeah. Uh, you know, people used to make slides, which also helps to have this range of uh, of color. But when yeah. you reproduce in the book, you're limited to I don't know how many inks, four, six. Um, so, but how do you how do you, I mean that must be, or do you work with people who specialize in like? Yes. This? Yeah, we yeah, lot lots of different hands kind of um, touch the books that we're involved in. So yeah, we work with people. Um, who are specialising production of images, um, but also the printers that we work with. So we generally work with the same printers um, each time. Um, so they kind of know, they know how we work and they know what, what we're looking to produce. And we have a lot of trust both ways with the printers that we work with. Um, but also we're, when we work with a photographer, ordinarily we'd go on press so we'd kind of go to Italy or wherever and we'd kind of be there and be seeing it printed and we'd be able to kind of like jump in and say well no actually it should look more like this and change it straight away at the moment it's a slightly different process in that we're having to kind of work remotely and find ways around that but we're still able to do it which which we're really thankful for Um, but yeah we will get the photographer will supply um, so many kind of reference prints for their work that we're basically just copying them. And for us, the aim is to get as close to, to that as possible. So we want it to kind of almost be exactly the same. Um, and I think that's what we're good, really good at, I hope, um, is that it's like, it looks like their prints. Because um, I think what you're looking at should be a true representation of how the photographer wants that work to be seen. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I just obviously have, have this book, and, and I've been, I mean, I've been blown away by the, by the color range that you're able to achieve. And, and yeah. Um, yeah. It's really to the moment, like how, how, how is this done? But it's, uh, I mean, fantastic. So that's really, it's really wonderful. I've, I've also seen that you use sometimes, you know, very different inks that also allow you to have a completely different, different experience. Yeah. And I'm thinking about the, you know, the Mona, the book, obviously, it's a. Uh, these pages that are more printed in silver, silver ink, and I mean, it's just yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, that we use silver ink in Mona's book, and I think on the cover of um, People in Cars as well, we use silver ink on the cover of that, and yeah, it can create like a really beautiful um, sort of experience, kind of looking at those images. I mean, it's I, it's it's all it's all very stunning. I mean, thank you so much for for making all these all these books, and I obviously hope that we'll make so many many more this is just going to be real thank you for Um, collecting them (laughs) so at some point you moved out of london so you're not in london right now um yeah yeah so yeah i think um 
probably a couple of years ago, we decided that um, we didn't need to be physically in London to be doing what we were doing. And um, many of the artists we work with are based in the US. Um, so we kind of work remotely with them anyway. Um, we have been like for years. Um, so it kind of made sense that we could move away and kind of live probably a bit, a slightly sort of quieter life. Uh, we now live in the countryside. We're kind of in the middle of nowhere, um, which is, it's nice. It just, it, I guess it just means like we can focus on the books and focus on doing our work. And, you know, that's, that's what we really enjoy. We're sort of quite sad, really, I guess. <laughs> we're just sort of, you know, we, we, we just spend all our time sort of talking about books and looking at books and sort of enjoying doing the work that we're doing and, yeah, so it made it made sense for us to do that. And we have more space here as well for books, which is good. And it, it sounds like a dream, to be honest. I mean, it's just, you know, sounds really sounds really good. You have time. Yeah, to yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, spend, spend time with people you love and, uh, yeah, doing, doing what you love. Um, I'm trying to look at some of the questions. Um, you know, some of them are just the typical questions if you have any favorite projects, I think maybe that, that's not a very fair question because I could imagine that everybody would love to be your favorite project, every photographer working with you, so. Um. Yeah, I, I like that question though. I think, yeah, it, and it's difficult to answer because yeah, I, I, a lot of the photographers we work with, we become quite close to you really and you become quite good friends with. And I think, you know, uh, yeah, it's difficult to pick just one, but I think for me, I, this year, I think if I was gonna pick one from this, or last year kind of the time of covid where the years just merged into one um but i think yeah after lockdown happened kind of march last year we released a book by a photographer called judith black that was called pleasant street um and i think that's become kind of a book that i really enjoyed um publishing just because it sort of really seemed to hit the right note with people and i think people i guess because we were sort of a lot of the world was sort of in lockdown then and I think people were kind of really struggling with what was happening and I think people were probably looking for art um, and you know music and photography and these things to kind of like be in their lives in like a positive way and I think Judith's book kind of worked in that sense that people seemed to really like the, the project it was there were images taken in the kind of 1970s of her family and the book kind of chron it, it it's chronological so it follows them as they grow up her children so you sort of see them getting older um and it's just a really beautiful like sweet wonderful like series of images like really lovely um quite sentimental i think people kind of really liked that um and do like that and people love the book and i think for judith um it was just such a joy to work with her because she hadn't kind of really shown the work before. Um, you know, she'd sort of kept it and it hadn't been published and she hadn't kind of really talked about it, it hadn't been exhibited. And it's such good work that it kind of really surprised me that it hadn't. Um, and then when we asked her to publish it and, and it happened in March, we were able wow. to get like such um, good um, publicity for her, um, for, the, for the books that I think it kind of really um, helped her career in a way. She was able to kind of um, have the work sort of featured in magazines like Le Monde um, and different kind of like The Guardian, The New Yorker, The New York Times. Um, so I think it kind of really helped um, sort of highlight her work that and it hadn't been done before. And I think for me, that's a, a great kind of byproduct of producing a book 
is that the book is the thing that's the most important and that's going to last forever and kind of be around as a record of Judith's work. Um, but then a byproduct of that was that we were able to kind of really help um, bring, like sort of bring her work into a wider audience. Um, so I think, and, you know, she was just so great to work with. And I think that kind of was such a wonderful project to happen at quite a difficult time that we were sort of thinking, oh, is anyone going to buy books? Is anyone going to kind of like be interested in these things? And it was kind of like, well, yeah, they are actually. And, and more so than ever, you know, they're going to respond like more to the Judas work than I think maybe they would have done last the year before. I think maybe people would have been too hectic, too busy in their lives to sort of, to take the time to really look at it. Um, so I think that's great. And then Judith now is talking to kind of like curators about having exhibitions of her work and things like that. So I think for her, it's kind of like, hopefully, I mean, you know, it's been great for us as well, but I think hopefully for her, it's been a really good experience too. And yeah, I just loved working with her. That's amazing. I mean, you know, I think if there is anything I will I will miss about the time of COVID is, is this ability to just you know, focus on what matters and then being able to look at projects like this and being able to be very human and just, you know, have this have this connection, even in these very separate times, I think it, it allows us to somehow connect to some kind of humanity that we that we stopped thinking about for quite some time. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't want things to go back to normal. I want them to be better. I think just, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. We shouldn't should lose this. That a question that, that comes up a lot, and it's probably a question that just you know, hits you a lot, is, uh, and we get it as well, obviously, as, as we're on Team Pictures, is how do people get a chance to get in front of you, and how do they get a chance to maybe show you work, and what should they do, how should they assemble things, and you know, is, there, is there any chance for anybody to, to be published by, by you guys? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. We... we are always open for submissions and we love seeing work. Um, so yeah, I, I would encourage any photographers out there to, you know, really send their work to the people they admire. Um, yeah, I think it's just sort of, for us, I guess it's the photographer that they've shown that they've done their research, that they've got a reason why they're kind of connecting with us versus any other publisher. Cause there are a lot of other great publishers out there. So it's sort of finding the right fit, I guess, and kind of thinking, well, you know, does my work really fit with this particular publisher? Cause I think they all have their own different sort of styles and you can kind of get to know each one and kind of think, well, does my work fit, fit with them? Um, I think once you've established that, if it does, then yeah, get in touch and I think send a PDF as a first like instance. Um, mm -hmm. We'd rather not have kind of like a fully designed book. So a lot of photographers, I think, worry about that and think oh, I need to kind of like design it and have it all ready. But I think, you know, don't worry too much about that because that's the kind of process that we love being part of. So we, we want to be part of those conversations with that photographer and for it to be a collaboration. Um, so yeah, I think just sort of like send a bit a bit of work and kind of be open to kind of having conversations and like, I guess be open to us pushing to see more as well. Because photographers always kind of like make an edit of the best kind of, the, the best set they have. And then they don't want to kind of like show the other stuff, but sometimes the other stuff is really interesting and can kind of make a book more, a richer book and kind of rounder book. And I think, yeah, be open to kind of sharing all of it. 
You're going to get so many submissions now, at least 27 more. I think. Yeah. 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 Hours. Um, yeah. I think the, I think the idea of the flow, I think it's, it's something that is just, um, that for many photographers is actually a challenge, right? I mean, to, to get their work into, into a, a specific order. And then, um, some photographers try to also, um, some, uh, cover the cracks by using some of the filters and you know trying to to over process their work in order to create some sort of normalcy in it but i think um what you're describing you know this conversation about the photography and how it goes from image to image to image how it uh, there's a tension and counter tension and all this that i think it's it's, yeah. it's really good to yeah absolutely. yeah yeah i think yeah just i guess yeah probably don't worry too much about those things for the photographer at that stage i think just get yeah, don't kind of like try and sort of cover the cracks and and put too many filters over, like you're saying. Yeah, I think just kind of get it all in front of the right person and then you can kind of deal with all those issues later on. If the work is good, then, you know, you can find a sequence to put it together and you can make a narrative and kind of create a beautiful book. Do you... Um... At what stage do you get to the to, to a physicality of it? Do you, do you have like printouts that you lay out, or do you like do you, how how does it happen? Because yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think mostly, um, probably sadly as well, because I guess like people probably have an idea of us kind of with loads of like prints kind of scattered around, kind of coming up with layouts. But yeah, sadly, it's kind of mostly done on the screen, um, mm. just because it's a bit easier to do that. Um, there have been points where we've worked with prints and I think the photographers often work with prints so we'll both be in we're both kind of making a sequence at the same time so we'll make a sequence and often we'll send it to a, to a photographer and say like what do you think of this and then they'll kind of like come up come back with something else so they might be working with their kind of printed out images and we're kind of working on screen um, so yeah there's lots of different ways to kind of like yeah, we work in kind of different ways, I guess, but yeah, mo mostly on 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 the screen. Mm, very modern. You know, Steidl is obviously famous for locking people into his you know, into into a separate yeah. building and then locking them in for two weeks and then yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. Yeah. Is it? yeah. So it it feels like your approach is very collaborative and very. Oh, there's a cat. There is a cat. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> don't join in. <laughs> Um, so I don't know how many questions, Dan, do, do you see any questions that I, that I missed? Yeah, um, I mean, guys, if there's people that um, want to ask questions, please feel free to put it in the chat. We have um, a question now from Johnny Lamb, who is, you know, wondering, um, how do we know as photographers when we're ready to produce a book with the body of work we have? Mm -hmm. How best to get feedbacks on a body of work that's close to being ready? to be in a book but just not quite there yet yeah that's a really good question I guess yeah it's quite difficult to um give kind of like a definite answer because um yeah I think sometimes it I think if you're not sure I, I guess it's sort of I guess sort of send what you have um to a publisher that you admire and you can you can get some feedback because sometimes we will go back to a photographer and maybe say it doesn't look quite ready yet or if it's a photographer kind of working that we're working with now um I'm thinking of someone like Christopher Anderson or um, Robbie Lawrence who we work with who are making kind of work um at 
at that moment they're making the work that we're often publishing then sometimes there's the opportunity there to like start having a conversation about what's missing or what could make this a better book and they, those are things that we have done previously so I think there is there's always ways there I think and you know if it's if you're showing it to a publisher and it's not quite ready they can kind of give feedback as to why it's not and then you can go away and kind of work on it for another six months year or however long you need and then come back to them with it when when you've kind of done what they've advised you to do um i also think things like um we sometimes do workshops where we'll give kind of like portfolio reviews and things like that so i think they can be quite a good way to speak to publishers um we did a few recently with magnum um, where you can kind of like sign up sometimes I think they do they are free I think sometimes I think a few of the ones we did were free where you can kind of sign up and then you get to speak to different publishers or different people in the industry um, so that can be quite a good way I think to kind of get some instant feedback mm. yeah we've been we've been also offering these uh these, these feedback sessions for, for people because it's, it's it's very valuable I mean the um, I guess, you know, when we represent photographers, we obviously look for a specific body of work and to somehow help them shape it in a certain way. What, what's really wonderful about the books is that you're able to create individual projects and then, you know, they become these, these sort of precious, precious objects. And it's, yeah. a, it's a bit much more liquid than when, when we're working on it. Um, but there, there's definitely an overlap. You know, working with photographers is, a, is an incredibly uh, fascinating and uh, sometimes very challenging experience. Um, yeah. yeah. Johnny, I think this is, uh, this is going to be a good, uh, I, I, yeah, just, uh, we, yeah, we love your work too. Sorry. So, uh, <laughs> um, so what, what else? This is here asking more about the, uh, the future of photo books. And uh, uh, I guess, I don't know, that's a, really, that's a really good question. I mean, obviously, we all believe in the future of photo books. I think very much so. I think, I think, they're, I think they're here to stay. I think this is, this is going to just get better, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think there's definitely over the past few years there's been much more of a trend towards kind of um, more bespoke photo books. I think they used to be kind of more mass produced, more kind of like, I guess, like a catalogue of the work that you buy and you just have it as a reference book. Whereas I think now it's more that you're buying kind of like a, an embodiment of that photographer's work and, you know, it's something precious to sort of keep. And I think it's sort of definitely going more and more in that direction I think and I think um hopefully yeah that that's going to continue people are going to continue to kind of collect and kind of enjoy photo books in that way do you think you're going to also or do you already make those like special editions with an actual print in them is that, is yeah that... yeah we do yeah so most of our books you can buy like a version with a print um oh. And yeah, we started doing kind of more kind of um, bespoke things. So we did like this amazing um, box by a photographer called Raymond Meeks um, and he handmade it. It was kind of like a wooden box that he handmade. And then inside it had kind of like um, some of his prints that he kind of put together. Um, but it was like really beautifully made and kind of um, sort of like handmade really. And I think that's something that people seem to really desire at the moment. I think mm. more kind of like sort of bespoke kind of handmade things, something a bit more special, I think. Mm. I I think the idea of doing something with your hands and really creating something that is tactile and something that we can that we can touch is something that is incredibly important to us as humans, I think. So yeah, absolutely. Um, having these objects that are truly these art objects that you create, that's 
that is so important. I, I saw this um, this monologue uh, on on Instagram of all places today of an yeah. art of an art handler who um, you know who fought um, to make sure that an object was not moved because he thought it was going to get damaged and yet you know he like survived the fight but apparently it was it was really really horrible. And I think it's very interesting to think of ourselves sometimes as the custodians of objects that will be at some point discovered by someone you know, in the future. Um, yeah. we, are, we are giving them as a, as a gift, uh, yeah. as, a, as a record of something. You know, we, we haven't only produced rubbish and a lot of microplastics in the oceans, but we also have created something that's you know, worthwhile and maybe is a really good observation of. Yeah, of absolutely, people. yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I think, you know, we're we're not kind of interested in publishing kind of, you know, thousands and thousands of books every year. We want to publish kind of, you know, a handful of really good books that are going to last the, the test of time, that are going to kind of be special, kind of they're special now and they'll be special in the future. Um, you know, I think it is like an important thing. And I think, you know, we're always looking at ways to sort of count like, think of how can we sort of give back to that as well so I think we've recently started working with like the International Tree Foundation so we're looking at kind of sort of like you know how can we kind of also be giving back as well as obviously making these beautiful things that people own and have um but yeah it's definitely something we're sort of aware of it's, I mean it's really it's, it's really amazing I mean, um I yeah I mean I, I guess I'm repeating myself but I obviously love what you do and how you do it and what what you achieve um, and uh you know one of the questions is obviously you, you're both relatively or you're very young yeah and so this is uh, this is not going to be a project that you're going to end in the next 10 years but just going to continue for many years and it's really really something to look forward to just uh, yeah it's really yeah really i hope so yeah yeah i hope um yeah we we hope to just be doing it for for the for forever really but yeah it's difficult it's always really hard to know because I guess when we started Stanley Barker we kind of started it you know with such enthusiasm for photo books and you know we were just like yeah this will be great and and it was and it is great and but I guess we never imagined that we'd end up kind of where we are now um and I think you know it's hard to sort of think well where will we be like in another six years time it's hard to sort of know that but I think yeah we're just hopeful that we can continue doing it and that people continue to sort of love um photo books in the way that they are at the moment yeah, I mean, I, I really love that you you know you don't want to over uh, overtake any other publisher. You're not there's no ambition of that. You just want to create beautiful work, high yeah. quality work. Uh, you want to give back. You obviously are giving photographers a stage, also photographers who might not find a stage somewhere else. You know, I mean, if yeah. you, you go to yeah. some other publishers, you might get published you know ten years from now if you're lucky. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's really you, important. And you give this you give this great opportunity, so it's. It's all just really absolutely wonderful. So, I mean, thank thank you for doing what you're doing. It's, it's really incredible. Well, we 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 love doing it, so that's so easy. <laughs> very 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 cool. I um I don't know. I I guess there there's some other questions, but I don't know how. We have a few questions still. I think. Uh, I mean, there's <clears throat> quite probably you get this asked quite a lot, but. <laughs> There was a question that popped up, um, you know, what would your desert island books be? I think maybe, you know, photo, photo you, think, you know, I think I think they can be books and photo books. Um, 
Yeah, that's a really that's a really good question. I really wish that I'd had time to kind of like be a total geek about it. And maybe I should like write a proper list or something and put it on Instagram. But I think off the top of my head, um, I'm trying to think, yeah, I guess um like Todd Papa George um passing through Eden, that's kind of a real favorite book of of both mine and Greg's. Um I'm trying to think what else actually. And I think anything by Stephen Gill um, recently, actually, he's released kind of a, a lot of fantastic books. Um, so he did a book called The Pillar, where he photographed um, sort of any birds or sort of animals that landed on a pillar. Um, but it's just that's such a simplistic idea, but so beautifully done. Um, and then he did a book called Night Procession, which was similar similar idea where he kind of set up a camera that photographed kind of wildlife in sort of the woodland. Um, but just like really beautifully done um, ideas and books that he self-publishes himself, which is, uh, they're always just so amazing. So I think um, any of his books. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just trying to think really off the top of my head. There's just so many books. If we really are sort of like avid book collectors and readers, so I'm just trying to think. Um, yeah, I guess I'd take any book by John Steinbeck um, in terms of literature. He's a real favourite of mine. We should write these things down. There should be like a little list. Um, you know, we should, so yeah, yeah, I feel like I should like write like a yeah. I should send you all like a proper proper list. I'll just yeah. spend a few hours <laughs> writing it. That'd be, that'd be quite great. I, I think I think many people would be very interested in that. So just um, that's really that's really cool. Um, what yeah. else? I think um, one more question from <clears throat> Cynthia. She she wonders what uh, the most challenging part of I think uh, being a publisher or perhaps the book publishing process um, that you find. Yeah, I think, um, I guess sort of starting it um, is, is probably the most difficult thing because you're sort of, for us, it was starting from nothing and then you're trying to kind of build it from there. And I think that's hard because I think you need to get photographers to publish their book with you, you need to be able to like show them something that you can do or show them kind of the work that you do. Um, so I think without that, it's really difficult to create that kind of uh, momentum. Whereas it's, took us, it's taken us a long time to kind of like build to where we are now, where we're able to kind of approach people like Trent Park um, or Jim Goldberg and, and they are happy to work with us. Um, but I think kind of, looking back to kind of when we first started I think it would have been quite difficult to to approach people like that I mean we did I think we asked Trent Park probably every year of our publishing um history <laughs> to work with us um so we just basically hound people that we like um so yeah we did hound him for quite a few years and then it's only kind of been this last year that we started working with him which has been quite amazing so we published um the crimson line and we're working on a new book with him this year um but yeah i think that was really that can be really difficult because you're sort of trying to get these people to believe in you but you need to like be able to show them things and i think that's quite hard as well when you kind of get um, a lot of no emails from people that you admire um, when you're starting out um, but you just have to persevere and continue on um, but also, yeah, I think like learning things along the way, you know, often we made, I don't really see them as mistakes, but yeah, we've probably made like some mistakes that we sort of learn from. And I think in a way they're great because they've sort of taught us a lot about 
um, maybe what doesn't work and what does work. And then we've kind of been able to kind of um, refine what we're doing and make it even better. Um, so yeah, you sort of learn a lot, I think, along the way. It's really, it's really amazing. It's, it's so inspiring as well, because you, you know, it's just really, uh, you're, you're giving, you're giving hope and then there's so, so it's, 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 it's really wonderful. Um, and I, I love your collaborative approach to everything. That sounds really, really, really great. Yeah, so I think it's so important because I think it's just like, you know, you hear of uh, some publishers that, you know, they'll just say, this is how we want the book to look and this is what we're doing. And, you know, there's no conversation there. And I think for us, it really has to be like a collaboration between us and the photographer. And, you know, we all have to be happy at the end that, what we've created together is a great representation of the work and how it should be in book form. So yeah, it definitely has to be that. It's almost, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's like this human generation that is here now. Right? We, 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 we're sort of leaving the state where, where things were very rigid and now it's much more liquid and collaboration is not something people are afraid of. It's uh, yeah. by collaborating, you don't necessarily give up anything. You win with, with everybody. There's no, yeah, yeah, because it's just like, you know, when we design a book, it's, you know, we'll have like an initial idea in terms of like art direction of how we want it to look. But then our designers bring so much more to that, that, you know, they bring ideas that we never would have thought of. And it takes it off into a completely new realm. And then the photographer might come to that with something else. And it sort of becomes like so much better than it ever would have been with just one person doing it. Mm. Um, it only ever would have been one thing, whereas it kind of becomes this like greater idea, I think, which is that's, that's really exciting, I think, working with lots of different people. That's, I mean, that's really wonderful. And I think, you know, if, if that's the thing that you're, that you'll be known for as well. I think this is real. I think that's really the future of where, where, we, where we probably should be you know, um, to, to really collaborate and to yeah, do things together. Um, I don't know. So, so, um, um, I think, uh, so I'm conscious guys that we, we've been talking for, yeah, now 50 minutes. So I think I'm going to promote everyone to panelists. Uh, if, if that's okay with you, Rachel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we'll get to say hello to everyone. Uh, but there's also been a question from Alice, uh, and she's asking that, uh, particularly in the beginning, how would you fund the bookmaking pro pro uh, process, particularly as there's a specialist ink and great paper quality, et cetera? Yeah, that's a really good question. And it's, and it, yeah, it's difficult because when we started out, we were quite lucky in that um, we were able to work with um, a few galleries who were able to kind of like um, almost like support the book financially. So in return, they kind of, um, you know, their, their photographer had a book published of their work, but we were able to do it with, with their support. But I guess that sort of model's probably changed a lot quite recently because, you know, because of how galleries are sort of operating and that, you know, the, the, it hasn't really been the same, I think, um, as it was kind of sort of five or six years ago. Um, so I think we work less with galleries now and, you know, we're obviously funding the books ourselves. Um, but yeah, I think there's ways around it. You can kind of do things like, 
you know, work, the photographer can, can fund it, or you can kind of look at things like, you know, selling prints to raise money or kind of um, doing pre-sales of the book to raise the funds before it's published and things like that. And, you know, they often there's kind of like quite creative ways to kind of get the money to, to be able to do it. So there are ways around it, definitely. Yeah, I mean, obviously costs much more than publishing something to a digital platform, obviously. So. So, yeah. <laughs> substantially mine. Um, I don't know if the if the video goes on automatically for people. I'm just asking people randomly here to start videos so we can see. Um, We've got lazy people. Hi everyone. Uh, <laughs> hi. Um, <laughs> uh, I saw Grandsummer Rogers. Hi Liz. Hi. Uh, Rachel, um, see everyone on. Or is your wait? Do, can people unmute themselves as well if they want to? Yeah. So, uh, am I am I asking for no reason for them to start the video, or can they do it themselves? I think I think they can do it themselves. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. I think people can. Un, I hope people can unmute, unmute themselves. Sorry, I'm just gonna triple check that that's the case. <clears throat> uh, yeah, with Johnny, it asked me to, to ask him to stop the video, uh, but I cannot see it on video. So. Um, I love it. I think it's a, it's a really nice group of people, everybody. Oh, there you go, Grant. Uh, I, I see you now. Okay. <laughs> everybody, Grant Simon Rogers in Berlin. Everybody's somewhere else. This is, uh, we try to make these talks in the afternoon so even people from, from the US can log in at some time when they wake up. Um, and then, Johnny, you're in Canada, I think. Um, so, yeah. All right. This is uh, I'm really so quiet. <laughs> Rachel, this has been really incredible. I uh, I love it. It's obviously we we I think we all love books, and so and we all love your books and what you're publishing and what you stand for and how you're doing it, and um, you know the the care and the quality that you that you create and how you allow photographers who would otherwise probably not have a chance to be published uh, in a beautiful way to at least give a chance or give the hope for this. Um, it's an yeah, yeah. amazing thing. Amazing. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing you can't lose hope. And I think, you know, there's, you know, definitely there's I, th I really feel like there's always a way around it. And, you know, I we're Gregory and I are both we just sort of do stuff. We just we just find what we want to do, and then we just like do we just do it, and we don't really think about kind of hows or whys. And I think that's kind of like a good that's sort of how we started Stanley Barker. We just sort of did it, um, and I think that's a good way of kind of like approaching things in a way is just don't lose hope and just kind of like do do it. I think approach publishers, do your research, like find out who who you want to work with, and then like approach them and 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 keep approaching them because. You know, we've approached photographers who said no to us and we didn't give up. <laughs> we just kept approaching them. And, and we still do that with photographers now who are pro probably starting to hate us. <laughs> but we just keep asking people because um, we just think, you know, what at some point they'll either just say, no, look, you know, like def definitely never, ever going to work with you. Or like that door is is just slightly open. And, you know, someone like Trent, it's like, we kept sort of just reminding him that we were there, you know, 
And then eventually we were able to work with him and he's someone that we admired for a very long time. So I think, you know, there's always hope and there's always a way to sort of make things work, I think, and, and figure out a way of doing things. Yeah, I, I think that's a, I think that's a really, that's a really important thought. I, I mean, the, the same is obviously true for, you know, when we represent photographers, many photographers come to us and then at that point, we're just not able to represent them for many, many, you know, reasons. And then when the time is right, it's, it's possible to, but we're also able to collaborate even if we, if we don't represent them, it's, it's also possible. Yeah, yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I and I think for changes as well, doesn't it? It's sort of like they might approach you mm-hmm. and then work might not be quite right. There, there and then and then they might reapproach you in a year and their work's kind of taken on a whole different like form and you're able to work with them so. i i bought a book recently and, and this is really horrible because i don't remember the name of the of the author it's a german book uh and it's this guy who makes uh he writes one-sided stories so basically it's a collection of stories but each one is one one page and just writes them yeah. by hand uh i'll post the name of it. and on the back of the book there is a really amazing one of the stories is um, so many people want to do something and then you never hear from them again. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think yeah. a really important thing is to actually do and just to make and just to really get into it and just to embrace things and just to not just dream about things, but make them make them possible. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think to- totally that. Yeah. One, there's a poem that I really love um, by Charles Bukowski. Um, I think if you like Google it, um, I think it's called like go all the way or something. And I think if you Google it, there's like awful versions of it being kind of read by Bono and stuff like that. Um, but it, but I, I like it because it's just like basically telling you, like, if you want to do something, just do it like, you know, and go all the way. Don't kind of like half do something, you know, just really do it. And I think that's something that, you know, we're not, we we when we do something at Sandy Barker, we just do it. You know, we wanted to work with Todd Papa George, so we just did it. Like we just went and did it. And I think a lot of people thought we were crazy because they were like, "Who are these guys?" You know, but I think that's kind of like a good approach. I think just go for stuff. Like life's too short to kind of not do what you want to be doing. Yes. <laughs> 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 I, can, I cannot add anything to this. So just, uh, I don't know. This, does anybody out there have any more questions, or should we wave at each other and just? Uh, uh, Rachel, this has been absolutely amazing. Again, I'm sorry, I'm repeating myself. This is really fantastic, and I thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I've loved it. It's really great. Pleasure, definitely. Okay. I know you are all screaming inside. You want to ask something or say something, but. It's just the it's just the nature of, of Zoom that we all meet. Um, okay. He says that he can't seem to get his video on, but thank you so much for the time to speak to us. <clears throat> awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, yeah, definitely. Okay. Thank you. Uh, well, well, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, see you, see you in Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury. Yeah, Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury. Yeah, <laughs> look at the poll. Like, who's this Shrewsbury? Who's this Shrewsbury? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. This has been a, a wonderful talk, uh, Rachel. I, I do really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I, thank I'm, you. Thank I you. I loved it. Thanks, thanks everyone for listening as well. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. 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 See you guys.